Hey, how you doing? This is Tony. Welcome to Finding Subjects. Today, doing a little Yo Tony to fill in the blanks until New Year's Day. Quick episodes, a little fun, a little laughing, nothing serious. Uh, here we go. So we have a couple late responses to the question, the most memorable Christmas present you ever received, and if you could ask for anything, what would you ask for? Here's Mike. Best Christmas gift ever was an Apple IIc computer. Had a little handle on the keyboard, made it slightly portable, portable quote unquote, and a green monochrome monitor. No color. But I was able to access the BBS, which was in its day, the internet, the bulletin board system. Fascinating, interesting piece of equipment that I received for Christmas. Most expensive, but the, probably the best and most memorable gift ever. Thank you to my mom. And what do I want for Christmas? And there's some thought, a real job with a livable wage. Yep, that's about it. Like I said, I'm gonna do two or three mini episodes this week and I need your Yo Tony responses. And some of them started coming on in. And here's one of them from our friend Ostmar up in Iceland, the Lagnar Lothbrook of Iceland. He's a cool dude, man. Yo, Tony, how much do you bench press? Hmm. Now or then? Hang on to that. Hang on to that question, Osmar. Hang on a second. Let me just see what else comes in. Oh, Yui can tell with a reply to Osmar as much as all the other old guys. Hilarious. <laughs> it actually is pretty funny. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> then Osmar comes back, and suddenly it's Roast Tony. See what you guys are missing on Facebook and, and Instagram and such. So, oh boy, unbelievable. But what are friends for? Okay, and then we go back and forth in banter, and I'd say, yeah, I can lift uh, a quarter pounder with cheese hundreds of times. What's that way, right? So, all right, anyway, uh, we have another one in here. I'm going to hold on to that because I have a, a little trickaroo I'm going to do, a little tomfoolery. I'm going to combine these questions to give you one answer. Julie asked, Tony, what did you mean when you said that cornflower, blue-eyed, blonde-haired girl walked right past you and she didn't know you were above average? Well, Julie, I'll combine that with question number one in a minute. Then we got Fat Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I get the biggest kick out of that name. Fat Jesus. Fat Jesus is real. He, he, lives, he lives pretty close to the North Pole, I think. You can see the uh, Aurora Borealis out back of his house. Isn't that right, Fat Jesus? <laughs> Along with the Ontario uh, snowmobile trails. You live in heaven, my friend. It started snowing Christmas Eve and still snowing up there. Anyway, Fat Jesus wants to know, what is the actual pronunciation of the letter Z? Is it Z or Z? I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this. I'm gonna rip these all out for you. Why is there no number ten? <laughs> Why is there no number ten in the calculator? <laughs> and uh, what's the best Wi-Fi name you've seen? From Fat Jesus. Uh <laughs> this guy cracks me up fat jesus that's just name i'm just i can't help it man imagine let's just take that name for instance fat jesus and let's go back to uh the days 
of Christ. And imagine if Jesus, oh, am I, I don't know, man. I'm going to burn for this one, I think. Well, imagine if Jesus was fat. That's a whole nother, a whole nother story. What if they can't get him up on the cross? Like, he's not going to be able to haul that cross all the way. He's going to be out of shape, overweight. He's not going to be able to breathe. See, all these things come into play. That's why Jesus wasn't fat. Among other things. I don't know if this is going to work. You people are going to crucify me. Listen, it's all about fun today, okay? It's not sacrilegious. We're having a good time. This is a legit answer and a question for Fat Jesus. Can I use any of this? I don't know. Anyway, great questions, Fat Jesus. I find that my friends in Europe, uh, especially Great Britain, well, England, Scotland, Ireland, and Canada, a lot of you folks say Zed. Like when, you know, we're talking about a car and it was a Z24 or a, a Z28. Um, it took me, I don't know, a minute and a half to say, uh, Fat Jesus, can I ask you a question? And you're like, yeah. And I'm like, what's Zed? <laughs> Zed. I, I, I swear, I'm like, I've never heard of a Z24 or a Z28. Like ever, ever in my life. And I'm a big car guy. And I'm afraid to question this guy on this. But here, Zed is a Z. It's just the same thing as uh, the first time I heard about um, a buck and doe. Okay? There was a buck and doe that Fat Jesus was going to one time. And I'm like, you're going to a buck and doe. And then I'm thinking to myself, you know, I don't hear things correctly all the time. Uh, it's just from years of playing very loud uh, electric guitar coming out of amplifiers, uh, Ampeg stacks of four, just ringing in my ears. I got the, what is it called? The tinnitus thing there. Uh, you know, um, high-pitched machinery working next to jet engines. Uh, on a 747 and all the commercial aircraft and then working in high tonnage HVAC centrifugal machines that are all going to take the, its toll on your hearing. So he's telling me that Jesus says, I'm going to a buck and doe. Now think about all the possibilities. If you're not hearing that correctly, and again, I find myself, uh, fat Jesus, what's a buck and doe? <laughs> You know, a buck and doe? You know a buck and doe, Tony? <laughs> no. no. I don't know. And and can you slow that down a little bit when you're saying it? Because maybe I'm just interpreting it the wrong way. Well, here, folks, a buck and doe is basically, um, they'll go into another one, a stag party, which is also a bachelor or bachelorette party is what he's really talking about. So the buck is the, is the man. And the doe is the woman, you know, the bride and the groom. Buck and doe. Say that fast five times, right? And you'll you'll be misinterpreting <laughs> misinterpreting it as well. So uh, Zed, listen, I think it's just a geographical thing. And I don't think there is a proper proper pronunciation per se. I don't know. I, I really don't know. And I'm not even researching this. I'm just going off the top of my head. I'm really winging it. Spitballing today. Uh, but Zed, Zed's got a cool ring to it, though. Yo, man, I, I got a Zed 28. And people will just look at you like, wow, I've never even heard of it. I said, yeah, it's, that's how rare they are. Do you have a Z28? I get it. I get it. And I'm going to start saying Z from now on. All right. So why does, that's a great question. Why is there no 10 in a calculator? So let me see. I'm going to have to look at my calculator. And uh, 
there's no room for it, number one. But it's true. So, I don't know. I mean, if I had a 10 on here, it would add an extra circle. So I have like 4, 8, 12, 16, 17, 18, 19. No. See, the zero is like this one big thing. Fat Jesus, I'm with you. There should be a 10 on here. Why not? It goes 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and then 0. And then your decimal point and your multiplication, uh, division, subtraction, addition, percentage. But there's no 10. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I'm okay. I'm okay, though. I told you, I told you it's goofy today, man. <laughs> we got to laugh. It's too serious. All right. What's the best Wi-Fi name you've seen? Well, you know... <laughs> they're normally the Wi-Fi names that I put up, Fat Jesus. <laughs> now that I think about this. Like, uh, how can I say this? How can I? Okay, here's how I can say this. Like, we had uh, <laughs> someone in the old neighborhood that was a drug dealer, right? And so, uh, in my cameras, I have Wi-Fi, all right? And so I can set up the names for like my Nikon and my Lumix. I can put a little Wi-Fi name in there so that when I'm trying to connect with it on my phone and then uh, transfer photographs, I, I can see what it is. So uh, I had a feeling and I knew from uh, secondhand word that these scumbags were uh, looking for open Wi-Fi passwords or open Wi-Fi networks. So they could utilize that uh, for free. So um, I would put in things like uh, DEA7, um, NSA4, or uh, GovFBI73, or like crazy stuff like that. Not being misleading whatsoever, right? Uh, those initials mean a lot of things. So maybe I did that. DEA. I'm not interpreting or implying anything with the drug enforcement. Definitely equals Anthony, right? That was me. So I'm Anthony. I'm Tony. I heard it caused a lot of problems. <laughs> like paranoia. <laughs> well, great. I'm glad it did. So uh, mission accomplished. Whatever I could do. Uh, so that was pretty funny if you think about that, but those are my own uh, words that I would put up there. Currently in my building, I think we have Choir Girl. We have uh, Little John. I don't know any, anyone even named John <laughs> on my side of the building, <laughs> which is crazy. Like, where's that come from? You'd like to say, is anybody here, is anybody here named Little John? When we our next our next little barbecue that we have. Hey, who's the little John? Who's little John Wi-Fi here? <laughs> oh, this is getting nuts. But it's funny. Uh, what's the other one? There's a couple of them. Uh, well, I, I got to keep it. I got to keep it G here. Uh, there's one that's like you know misleading. You know, like uh, Mr. Johnson or something like that. I don't know what it is, but guy's name's Johnson. That's all I'm gonna tell you. But those are good, Fat Jesus. Uh, I, I, again, I'm going to have to vote for, my, for myself in there. So I said I was going to tie these things in. So I have Osmar's question. I have Julie's question. And I have a relationship question that someone had asked me. Why, oh, what are you asking me for? <laughs> what do I know? Huh? 
Seriously, uh, here's the answer to the relationship question. Yes. Buy your wife some flowers, okay? It shows that you're thinking about her, that you care. Or better yet, bring dinner home tonight. All right, have her sit down and say, hey, I got a surprise for you. Put some music on, right? Put some uh, maybe Frank Sinatra on, some Dean Martin in the background, or uh, maybe some cool jazz, keep it low. How about uh, a little Chardet? Yeah, man. I mean, it works. Or, hey, no, 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 no. Stop. Stop right in your tracks. Seriously, romantic music? Get into the whispers. Anybody ever hear the whispers? Are you going my way? Uh, just great music about love. It's great stuff. So, dude, put the whispers on. Buy your wife some flowers. Buy her dinner. Bring dinner home. Have her sit down, set the table, and she'll forgive you for being an idiot. Because that was an idiot move. We're not, I told you I promised I wouldn't get into the move. It was not a smart move. So uh, do that, and I promise you, all will be well the next day. All right, so Ostmar, to answer your question. Oh, 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 here's another, uh, so another question. Hey, Tone, did you ever think about getting an electric bike? Now, I have talked about that in the past, but... Um, discussed that even with my wife, and I don't know about that. Uh, they're very, they're very expensive. I think I will pass on that right now. Um, it's funny that uh, uh, my buddy we were just talking about. In fact, I didn't get a chance to put this on. He had the best Christmas uh, present he had was one of those bicycles with the banana seats, the sissy bar in the back, and then the handlebars. There wasn't a handlebar. It was a steering wheel. It's a blue metal flake steering wheel with a blue metal flake. Uh, banana seat and it looked drag brakes he says called it that's an incredible bike I remember bikes like those in the neighborhood very cool and ironically his father got me into bicycling like biking like big time I remember he his dad actually went with me a long time ago and I purchased a uh, Fuji a real nice road bike and I you know I was I was hooked right there but I kept getting a ton of flats on this Fuji uh, bike. We, we call it a 10-speed back in the day or whatever, but, you know, real thin wheels. I'm a bigger dude, uh, you know, so I was just pounding on that thing, and I can't tell you how many flats I would get. Just and Then I started bending rims, and I'm thinking, myself, you know what? Beautiful bike, but I don't know if road biking is for me. I loved going fast and all that, but there's so many times I just wanted to, like, hey, look at that hill, you know, or let's, I can, let me go over that curb, and so I ended up with a mountain bike, bought myself a giant it was called a giant iguana and i believe the fuji actually was called i think it was a fuji mountain uh was the version of the road bike not certain it's not really important so we're combining several questions here and answers so i'm going to tie this in with osmar uh what can i bench press and then with julie well what do i mean about being above average and then with Godi, you know talking about the bikes and i'm going to segue off of that because of his father introducing me in a bike so osmar to answer your question back in the day right now with the heart thing i don't bench press anything right maybe again uh, my fork the weight of my fork with uh, uh copious amounts of food on it back and forth if you you know add those ounces up it's a significant amount of weight over the course of a year uh, but i know that's not what you're talking about because you are a uh a fitness uh, guru in, in one sense that you are dedicated to working out. So back when I did work out, it did have a lot to do with, um, uh, I'm not going to say strength training per se. I'm going to say aerobic and anaerobic workouts. Now, um, 
why would I train that way? So my buddies were all strength training. I really didn't want to get bigger. I needed to stay lean with no restriction, you know, like range of motion, limited in that way, playing hockey and doing what I was doing. Um, that's what suited me. So I was training aerobically, anaerobically, where my friends all were training in strength. Um, so by doing that, my workout would be in the garage. I had the gym set up in there. I'd have, it wasn't much, man, like 100 pounds on there, but I wasn't going for, hey, let me see how much I can lift. I was going for, well, let me, in fact, I was training for ice hockey. So let me explain to you how I did that. Basically, a heavy bag, right? I had a, a, a crunch board that I would, would sit on and do my crunches and such. And then there were dumbbells and they were only like 20 pounds each. And then a kitchen timer. And you'd be like, what the heck is this? Where's, it, where's this one going? Here's where it's going. So here's a typical workout for me, um, which is a lot different than somebody who's trying to bench press a lot. I put the kitchen timer on, digital kitchen timer, 30 seconds, and go. Boom, hit that. I start bench pressing as much as I can in 30 seconds. Boom, take a break, hit reset it, 30 seconds. Heavy bag, 30 seconds. As hard as I can, as much as I can, as many punches as I can throw. When that goes off, stop. Second rest, 30 seconds again, sit-ups. 30 seconds again, push-ups. 30 seconds again, uh, jumping jacks or the, you know that type of stuff. Then I sit down. Now what I'm looking at, I'm taking my pulse. I'm now concentrating on like a two to three to four minute break. And now I'm watching my pulse and I'm seeing how fast I can recover to where my pulse is back to normal, I'm ready to go again. And what that was doing for me was simulating an ice hockey shift. So when you're playing hockey, you're going out there for, you know, well, there are some ice hockey hogs that will go out there and not shift when they're supposed to. But if you're taking a normal shift, what, 40 seconds, 45 seconds, sometimes less, sometimes more, it all depends what the situation is. But I wanted to make sure that when you're going, you're going 110%. And now when you're playing, you're also, you're not, you don't actually need all upper body. Your legs are probably one of the most important thing, but also it's your recovery time with the aerobic aspects of the game. So the aerobic aspects, we all know what aerobic means, but the anaerobic aspects are the recovery time. It takes you to recover from that aerobic workout. And that is how I trained. So I never actually sat down and said, oh man, let me, let me see you know, how much I could bench press. It was how long I could go. Okay, it, it was all about endurance. So then I would do that for probably, I don't know, maybe 20, 25 minutes or tw probably about 20 minutes. And then at that point, I would hop on the bike. If it was raining out, it was really crappy out, I had rollers for my bike. Again, Tom's dad got me into that and I got myself a professional rollers. Rollers are basically that where you can get a regular bicycle and you can put that up on the roller. You start riding your bike, you're staying in place. Now you still got to keep your balance, but you're going. And like, I, you know, going, I mean, 110%, excuse me, then you coast a bit, then 110%, then you coast a bit. Again, 45 seconds on off interval training in that way. Now, this is also back in the day. I mean, not a whole lot of people were doing that, but I had a buddy who actually was assistant coach for the Flyers at the time. He gave me a lot of information, the different training uh, rituals that different guys were, were doing, uh, professional guys. And I wasn't a professional, but I just wanted to, are you ready for this? be above average <laughs> so little different bit of training but we're going to segue right into that second answer about being above average yeah you know like we compare ourselves to other people all the time 
right? That's how we, we just go through life. That is in, instilled in us, installed in us, whatever you want to say, inbred in us, inbred. Uh, <laughs> it's within us to look around us um, what our competition is, who our competition is. Be better than that competition, okay? Excel. Be above average than what they might be. Okay, and so this above average word, I carried that throughout my life in everything I did. I wasn't comparing myself to, uh, well, you know what? I was. I mean, initially, you know, we are all are comparing ourselves to other folks, but really it was my battle with myself. Like, are you happy, dude, with like your workout you just had? Or is there room for improvement? Um, how about your job? Are you happy with your job or is there room for improvement? And why would you not try to, you know, reach a little bit higher in what you're doing? In anything that you do, I strive for above average in everything. And so um, many people can take that many different ways. And maybe you're right. Maybe you're wrong. I'm not going to go there. This is a, you know, this is a, a family show here, you know, but it's about that, Julie. It's about not settling for being just like everybody else. You know, I don't think of myself that way. And it's not that I'm pretentious or, or anything like that. It's, I'm extremely confident in myself. If that's what, you know, that has a kind of something to do with that as well. But that's all part of that mindset of um, com competition. The competition is truly with myself more than it is with anybody else out there. And so when I made that comment about that girl uh, just walking right past me, in my head, I, I meant a lot of things when I said that about, about being above average. But really, you know, another thing that I said in there that I meant was she has no idea what she missed out on. What a good guy I am. You know, and this is what I'm talking about. We have to say these things about ourselves and pump ourselves up because there's so many in the world that are very, very willing to knock it down, especially ourselves. So I learned that and I learned to look within and say, look, man, if somebody doesn't want me uh, for who I am, then that's a shame. You know what I mean? Like, okay. And, you know, you don't get, you know, there's no animosity there whatsoever. But you just have to think a little bit uh, more of yourself that, you know, it's not that you weren't worthy. It's that she just didn't get it. You know, and that's that's fine. And that's kind of how I go through life. So that kind of answers the above average uh, question. Not really. And then also with Ostmar's question out there. So anyway, we had some fun today. I don't know what I'm going to have to edit this edit out of this uh, so I don't get a mob of people coming outside of my house with uh, torches and pitchforks about my comments about fat Jesus. Listen, honestly, you know, first of all, let's hope to God that God is listening to everything I say. And you, you know that uh, and I can express my love for God because, you know, God knows I love God. With that, uh, I think God would have a sense of humor as well if we were if we got to know Him in a personal human-like way. But first and foremost, we're talking about an entity we cannot see, we cannot hear, we can't touch. Uh, we can read a Bible and learn what His thoughts may have been or her thoughts may have been. So I'm not really um, worried about offending God because if anybody knows me, I talk to God every single day. It's Him and her or whatever. Uh, this entity is. It's this being, okay? We, we are trying to, as human beings, conceive what God is or who God is. God's not really a who, okay, per se. I won't think it's an entity. It's it's an, an everything, okay? So, sorry if I offended you about talking about fat Jesus and how difficult that would be uh, if in history if God was indeed fat, but uh, we all know. We all know how it went down. So, with that, Hey, 
Uh, a couple more of these this week. I don't think I'm going to make it to episode 100. It's not like it's really a big deal. I kind of really want it to get to 100. So, in fact, I don't even... Let me check my time right here see where, we, where we're at. What? 30 minutes? Gotta go. Hopefully, I'll talk to you in a couple days. Have a great day. See ya. Bye.